This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. My guest today is one of America's most beloved radio, television, and stage stars, Mrs. Gertrude Berg, a warm and wonderful woman who captivated radio audiences for 30 years as Molly Goldberg and went on to captivate new audiences from television and stage for almost two years. Mrs. Berg starred in one of the theater's biggest hits, A Majority of One, and was awarded the coveted Tony for Best Performance of the Season. And I might add, she is currently giving another award-winning performance in the stage play, Dear Me, the Sky is Falling. At the moment, Mrs. Berg is here in Los Angeles, and this uh, triple threat extravaganza, as we call Gertrude, is here with us today to tell us a little bit about how she became a national institution. Now, we know she did. We just want to find out how. Gertrude, dear, it's nice uh, to have you today. Thank you. It's very nice being here with you and sitting opposite you. I'm I'm just drinking it all in. I can't (laughs) believe I'm here with you. Thank you. Where were you born? I was born in New York City, in Harlem, as a matter of fact. And raised? And raised right in New York City. When did you start in the profession? Well, I started when I started the Goldbergs. Really? Yes, in 1929. What did you do before that? Well, I was a young girl and wanted to get married. And did you? And I did. And I had two children. But I always wrote uh-huh. for my own pleasure. I wrote monologues and just for my own, for my own pleasure. Never thinking of it professionally. You see, my father had a, a hotel. And in order to keep the guests there, you had to entertain them. Oh. You see? So, Where was the hotel? So that was my department. It was up in High Mountain, New York. High Mount? Yes, Where High Mount, New York. Well, that's about 50 miles out of Kingston, if you know oh, where yes. that is. Yes. And uh, that was my department. I was an only child. It was my mother, father, and myself. And uh, we each had our own little department. And mine was to keep the guests there in August when the weather got bad. Uh-huh. You see, it was a question of a good season or a bad season. How old were you when you started <laughs> writing these? Oh, I think... Uh, very young, about 10 years old, really? 11 years old, yes. And you knew yes. how to do it at that time. Well, you, you learn. You learn when you're with people. Yes. Uh, it was my good fortune that I was uh, thrown in with so many people. For instance, uh, what uh, type of entertainers were you thrown in with? Well, not entertainers, no. I was the I was the sole entertainer. Is that so? I had to write little sketches for the children and keep them going. And, and uh, over the weekend, I'd write little sketches and to see that the father would come or the grandmother would come. That would help business. Uh-huh, you see, sure. You put them all in. So. Were you ever a teacher? No. No. But you always had the capacity for writing and and with a funny vein, and I suppose observing people all these years is where you really got your Molly Goldberg. Yes, and then I was on on Radio 20 years. I Mm -hmm. was on television 10 years. Ah, that takes care of the 30 we mentioned. That's right, that's right. Yes. And what was your favorite role? Well, I've played Molly so much, darling, that uh, she's become my favorite. You Mm -hmm. know, she's part and parcel of me now. I I scarcely and know where one begins and the other ends. Yes, part and parcel of America. You really have people loving you all over this yeah. country. It's a great feeling, isn't it, Molly? Oh, yes, it Molly, is. Molly, you see, I gra- keep Well, everybody calling... does, and I don't mind it. I love it. Because I think it's very gratifying to know that a character that you, do, that you created uh, 32 years ago still is alive. Of course. You see? That makes me very happy. And, and you she was a, she was a dear person, Molly. Oh, indeed, indeed. Do your children have any part of show business? My son writes. Mm-hmm. 
and my daughter's raising her family. She has four. She Wait. used to work for Je uh, Texan Jinx oh, before that's she was married. So they're a little bit interested well, in the yes, business. Yes. Is your son a good writer? I think he is. is he, he has a play now that I think may be produced. I think he's a very talented writer. Comedy? Yes. Yes, fine sense of humor. And what does your home life consist of these days, Gertrude? Well, um, Mr. Berg and myself, and uh, he comes out every every two or three weeks. Where is Mr. I Berg am. when you're traveling? In New York? He's in New York. Mm -hmm. well, we're on the phone every day. Of course. Yes. Of course. So that makes it very nice. I love traveling. People say, well, why do you do it? Knock yourself out. But you don't, really. Well, you have it, it down to a science. You know yeah. exactly what you're doing and where you're yes. going to do it, and you know how much you're appreciated all around yes. the country. How long do you think you'll continue in this wonderful well, play? Well, uh, we uh, <coughs> we open in, in Chicago in May, <coughs> and that's open in, so we don't know how long we'll be in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So that'll take us over a year. What do you think you'll do next after Dear Me, The Sky well, Is Falling? Well, uh, Leonard is writing another play, I understand, and I have an idea for a musical, so I don't know what will be the... The next project. A musical, Gertrude? Uh -huh, yeah. Do you think you would sing and dance? Well, I'd certainly try. <laughs> That's a marvelous idea. Yeah, well, I think it's a good idea I have, too. Well, I can't wait to hear about yeah. it. I know you're yeah. not going to tell me no, today. I can no, tell by the glint in your no. eye. <laughs> Gary, he wanted to talk to you. Would you uh, let him sit in with well, us? Why for not? How do you do, Mrs. Berg? How do you do? <laughs> it's so nice to see you. May I call you Gertrude? Please do. All right. You have such a warmth and such a feeling that they say, you know, she's like my mother, she's like my sister, she's like yeah. my aunt, and you're, uh, you're identical physically, you look like an aunt of mine, and uh, the, the speech, for example, at Gertrude, that I notice in the Molly Goldberg character, it's not basically what you'd call an accent. No, it's a, it's a rhythm. It's, there's no accent at all. There's no these and dems and those, no. Nothing, nothing like that at all. It's just a rhythm, like, uh, where are you going, where should I go? It's, it, that's all there is. Like how do you feel? What, what, what kind of a question is that? How do I feel? How can I feel? What, you know, that's the <laughs> That's what's so beautiful. That's, that's, the, that's the whole thing. <clears throat> and the thing that's so nice, I called my mother this morning, and uh, I seem to fall into it when I, when I call my mother. For example, I, I, when I got her on the phone, and I call my mother Rosie, because that's her name, and I says, Mom, I, Rosie, how's... Uh, <laughs> That's uh, a good reason I, for calling your mother Rosie. Yeah, because her name yeah. is Rosie. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I say, uh, how's Helen and the kids? That's my sister. And she'll say, oh, how can Helen be? I says, well, I just asked. How can Helen be? Don't ask me back. <laughs> and that's the thing. And, and it's because of the rhythm, besides you as yeah. an individual, Gertrude, it's because of the rhythm and the warmth that the rhythm seems to project that makes the thing yeah. so warm, that makes Molly Goldberg yeah. so warm. Well, I think Mar what made Molly Goldberg, helped make Molly Goldberg was the, those conversations across the area way. With the you, Mrs. Bloom. That's yeah. right. You know, that, the conversations Audience that went Audience identification on, you know, yes, once and for all. Yes. Did you write most of those? Uh, yes, I did. All of the shows, yes. or most of them? You know, when we first took this uh, program on, they took it on for four weeks, and they paid me exactly $75 a week. Uh, which I was giving $35 a week to the man that played Jake. Who was that man that played Hyman Jake? Hyman Brown. Uh, an actor from the stage? Well, he's a producer now. He's quite he's well known. He's the one uh, Mendes Brown and Hyman have the uh, yes, studio in New York. that's right. Oh, that's right. Yes, he was a law student at the time. and uh, Very philanthropic man. Yes, yes, very nice man. And uh, he played Jake. He was a youngster at the time. You've trained a lot of people, haven't you, really? Well, within I don't know your... whether I've trained them, but we had them on the show. Well, they started with yes, you. Yes, they started with me, like Garson Kane and John Garfield, uh, Van Heflin. 
Joseph Cotton. Good heavens, I oh, didn't I know. Oh, I just, I can't tell you how, uh, uh, Eli Kazan, the whole raft of them. All great of them. names in great, show business great today. Great names, great names. Gertrude, do you enjoy, uh, or do you miss the radio show? We'll, we'll ask that. No, I don't really, because, uh, uh, Molly seems to be with me all the time. I don't think I've lost her. She's with me. Which do you prefer doing, Gertrude? Do you enjoy doing the television or now the, the shows? Well, I, I enjoy what I'm doing at the moment. I never think back or think, well, or question myself about what am I enjoying more or less. Yeah. I'm doing the play and I'm enjoying that. And when that project is over, I'll do something else. That's the secret, all right. Isn't it? I think so. Of I mean, course. you can't you can't be worried about well or make comparisons. Do I like this more than I like the other thing? I'm doing this. The people like it, and that makes you like it. If they didn't like it, I wouldn't like it. That's yeah. true. And you know. get out of it. That's right. Oh dear, time seems to be up for now. Gertrude, could you please come back for a few moments tomorrow? I have some other things I want to oh, ask. Oh, I'd be delighted to. Thank you very much. Bye now. Bye. Hi, this is Lucy. We have with us in the studio again today the fabulous radio, television, and stage star, Mrs. Gertrude Berg. Yesterday, Gary and I had a wonderful chat with Mrs. Berg, and today we want to get to know a little bit more about this charming and versatile lady. Gertrude, your Molly Goldberg cookbook. Are you as good a cook as that intimates? Well, I don't think so. The recipes <laughs> are good, but I'm not good. Really? Yeah. Do you cook at all? Well, not much. Because you travel so much? I travel so much, and when I'm home, I go out a great deal. And uh, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, we don't much have the time. For the kitchen, for it. no. No, but with all those grandchildren, when they come to visit you, you yeah. know you must get into the oh, kitchen and fix them. up a little no. something. How many grandchildren Six. do you have? Six. Six? Yes. What ages? Well, they range from uh, 16 months to uh, 11. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. What do you. Uh, predict for your grandchildren, any of them going into show business? I'm not making any predictions. <laughs> no, you don't do that. They're well and healthy and normal kids and that's it. That's important, isn't yes. it? Yes. No. You sound like the ideal mother-in-law, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm too busy to be anything else. It's not because I'm, I'm different than anybody else. I'm just too busy. Yeah. Now I'm curious about something. On your watch, I notice you don't have any, any hands to say <laughs> what time it is. Is it because well, they I, fell off? Or they it... fell off, and I'm, I'm superstitious, and I wear this on the stage. And I won't wear any other, any other watch. This is the one I wear, and I, I, I never take it off my arm. Never. It's a, it seems so cute when yeah. someone will say to you, "What time is it?" You say, yeah. well, "What's the difference? What yeah, time is it? Right. Whatever time you feel, that's the time it'll be." <laughs> you know. Do you have any other superstitions? Well, I won't walk under a ladder. Do you whistle in a dressing room? No, I do not. Neither do I. No, I do not. It's silly, I, and I know it's silly, well, but I you don't can't know. help it. I don't know. I tested it one night, not purposely, yeah. but it did happen, and I thought, well, so it happened. But, yeah. oh, boy, yeah. when I got on stage, something really happened. See? So I so said, there must well, be something to it. right back to the superstition. <laughs> well, you, I, I'm not superstitious, but you find that when people around you are, you pick it up. I was never superstitious about a whistling in a dressing room, throwing a hat on the yeah. bed or anything like that. But once you do it and someone says, don't you dare. If you whistle here again, you'll have to leave. Yeah, well, now you, suddenly you, you walk in and you hum. You just don't take chances. You just don't take chances. That's right. You just hum <laughs> if you right. feel good. It's kind of right. silly, but with the, the trepidation that it gets you into, you yeah. know, I guess causes yeah. the catastrophe on right. stage. Right. Gertrude, um, do you like California? I like it very much. I'd like to come out here sometime and just visit and just vacation. Mm -hmm. I've never had that pleasure. 
So uh, I don't know California as well as I should. When you're working, you're busy, you know the studio, you know the theater, and you know your hotel, and you get out maybe a Sunday and take a little drive. But that's not really knowing a place. But I was very, very impressed with one section of California that I did drive through and stayed overnight, and that's Big Sur. Ah, yes. yes. Uh, that I'd like to visit sometime and spend some time. Oh. Just, just beautiful. It certainly just is. Beautiful. We were up there recently, and, oh, you just could go yeah. for weeks. And yes, that's what I'd like to do. Yes, I'm I sure will you'd someday. love it. Gertrude, if you had a full year, a sabbatical year, to do anything you wanted to, what would you do? I'd go around the world. With I'd whom? take a trip around the world with Mr. Berg. With Mr. Berg, That would yes. be nice if you went with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a change, wouldn't it? <laughs> How much of the world have you seen? Well, I've seen London, I've seen Paris, I've seen Copenhagen, I've seen part of Italy, I've seen Israel. You'd like to go to the Orient? I'd like to go to the Orient. Would you like to go to Africa? Yes, I'd like to go any place I had the time to go And to. do it leisurely instead yeah, of just going leisurely, and saying yes. three days As a London, matter of fact, I'd like to take a trip across the country. Uh, in a car? Oh. Yes, I've never done that. Oh, yes, I would like that. Yes. I would like to tour the <laughs> New England states in either May or the oh, fall. Oh, just beautiful. I've seen a great deal of New England states. I haven't. Yes. I just dream about beautiful. it. And New York State is beautiful yes. also. Yes, I'm from New York State. Yes, what part of New York State? Jamestown, New York, uh-huh. on Chautauqua Lake. Uh-huh. It's about from, 90 miles south of Buffalo. Oh, from, that's beautiful country. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful sure country. Sure is. I miss it. Yes. I miss the change of seasons. That's what I would miss. I love to see the, the spring and, uh, and the fall. I, I think... What, dear? I don't miss the seasons out here. I was born and raised in New York, Gertrude, and I've been kidded about it for years because I'm tall, and they say, why don't you stand up straight? You're round-shouldered. And I told Lucy, I said, the reason... I became round-shouldered with simple. It gets awful cold and windy in Manhattan, uh, and to walk close to a building, you walk with your shoulders and try to keep yourself warm. So yeah. out here, I feel good. I walk yeah. straight. The good. sun is out, yeah. you know, 50 weeks a year. I never mind the, 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 the wind or the cold in New York. I love, I love New York. I remember when I did mind it, uh, when I couldn't afford a taxi and when I yeah. couldn't even afford a subway sometimes and had to walk 16, 18, 28 blocks and, or a terrible blizzard or rain and slush and dirt. Yeah. I remember all that, and I certainly appreciate the fact that I don't have to... You know, I can always get into one uh, either air-conditioned building to the other or one heated taxi cab or building to the other now, but... Um, that makes a difference. Certainly does make a difference. I can remember when it was a horrible place to be when you were broke and hungry. I think any place when you're broke and hung hungry is can be horrible. Yeah. Well, they say California isn't quite as difficult, you know. Uh, the weather doesn't really beat you down in California and the southern yeah. states. You know? I always think of the late Joe Frisco's line out here when he was starving and didn't have anything because he was a... A horse nut, he'd bet on horses. He never had any money. And someone said, uh, how do you like California? And there were the Hollywood Hills. He says, it, 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 he used to stutter. He says, it's all right, but you can't put ketchup on those mountains. <laughs> oh, <that's cute. laughs> Gertrude, what do you think of today's young people, per se? Well, I think there's a great cleavage bet between the, the group we, we, we don't like and the group that we admire. And probably the ones we admire outnumber... I think so, and I ho certainly hope so. I do, too. Would you think there's any th one thing that we all could be doing that would uh, reduce the other I numbers? I think so. I think forming little clubs, juvenile clubs, uh, forming orchestras. I was in Israel, and I asked the, the, uh, the mayor of, uh, of uh, not Tel Aviv, but Haifa, whether they had a, a delinquent problem there, and he said, yes, indeed, they did. 
And I said, what are you doing about it? He said, I tell you what we're doing and, and what has helped a great deal, and that is forming orchestras for youngsters, keeping them busy, keeping them occupied. That's helped a great deal. And I think if I were a woman of leisure, I would devote myself completely to this. That's wonderful, Gertrude. We believe like that, we think like that, and we do all we can to further that in our community. Yes. That's a wonderful idea. What do you think about discipline within the home these days, Gertrude? Do you think? Well, I think there should be more discipline. I think we're all too permissive. I think I was a little guilty of that myself. And uh, I think, I think uh, parents are learning. I see that in, in my daughter's home now. They're not as permissive as they were in our generation. Do you think that the husband should be absolute boss of the household? I think that makes a tremendous difference. I think that makes a tremendous difference. Why do you think, if you agree with me, uh, it seems to me that a great many men have relinquished, not even reluctantly, but just sort of let go with, of the reins? Well, because the women have taken over. Well... The women are out, they're career women, they're out in the world. I think that's a great deal, has a great deal to do with it. Women, women are, are embarrassed when they say, I'm just a housefrau. They shouldn't be. Well, you said that certainly they shouldn't be. What is greater than, than, the, than the career of raising a family? But I think uh, that the uh, methods today of uh, reading a book on how to bring up your child, no one can tell you how to bring up no. your own child when that child is living with yeah. you. My you... daughter always says, uh, I've, I've given up all the books now, Mother. Oh, good. Just give them all the love you can and all the devotion and be there with them, and that's as much as you can do. And that's, that's all I think any child would ask for of that's a parent. Right. If be they said, there, that's, that's the right. thing. And Gertrude, I'm awfully glad you've been here with us today. You are a delightful, wonderful woman, and oh, I love thank you. Thank you, that's lovely. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much. Bye, dear. Thank you. Well, we'll see you all on Monday. My thanks for your many wonderful letters. Please keep them coming. Remember the address, Let's Talk to Lucy... Desi Lou Studios, Hollywood, California. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.